Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a lovely, cloudy, rainy day today. I really expected more out of the uh, thunderstor- uh, thunderstorms yesterday. Uh, what are you talking about, man? We had them. Yeah, we had them, but it's like yeah, they lasted like uh, half an hour. No, the lights didn't go out. Well, at no, your nothing. house, at my house, uh, it was uh, chaos and pandemonium. It was uh, rain and lightning. Well, maybe if you invited me over, we could have uh, hunkered down together. Well, I figured during the lightning storm, I went out during the I went out during the, thund- uh, the lightning storm last night and sat in a hot tub. That's, Smart. That's a good place to be. Yeah, open water. Well, it's it's cool outside, so you know, you warm up a little bit. Yeah, that's smart. Anyway, it's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Uh, we will have more uh, motocross tickets to give away later on today. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's part of what's going on. And then uh, some other stuff, too. Maybe Am I the A-Hole or something like something that. Something like that. We'll, yeah, that. we'll get we through it. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, uh, we got we yeah, got this. Don't things. worry about it. We've been working on it for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all right. 20, Five. 23 and a half. Actually, I gave it about... 35 minutes, but you know what? Yeah. We're going to get to the bottom of it in just a matter of minutes. It's 5.36 at Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday night. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.51 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be rainy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 78. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh... Trained carpenter, Tom Holland. Did you know he was a trained carpenter? I had no idea. His parents sent him to carpentry school in 2014 when he wasn't booking any projects. Well, it wasn't all for nothing because he jokes that he won Zendaya over in their early in their relationship by fixing her door. Yeah, is that what you call it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'd, uh, I'd work on her structures. I would, too. Yeah. Uh, Tom says, quote, I was hanging out at her house and her door was broken. I was like, I'm going to fix that door for you. And now we're in love. Hey, you know what? You're going to be doing that stuff for the rest of your life, pal. Hey, you know what? The, the pantry door is loose, too. Yeah. You know, if I was going to uh, give my uh, my daughter's good sound advice. Yeah. Marry someone who, know, someone who knows how to fix stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. I mean, uh, in other words, don't marry someone like your dad. Because I can't fix anything but, like, a sandwich. <laughs> right. Carpentry is just something I really enjoy. I love it. I made my mom's kitchen table. I made my mom's office. I built all the cupboards in my bedroom. I built a little birdhouse with my granddad. I folded towels yesterday. I, I couldn't even do that. <laughs> I just leave them in a pile in the basket. Well, I didn't say it's I clean. Fo- yeah, I didn't say I folded them well. I mean, putting them all in a ball is kind of like folding. Yeah. I, uh, Offset. I've never heard of this person before. Offset. No, I don't know that person. Well, he accused Cardi B of cheating on him. Must be Cardi B's boyfriend. And, uh, and she denies it. She told him to stop acting stupid and added, quote, If I was giving this kitty to anybody, it would be out. I don't even know what that means. What is she getting at? Uh, like. Is it about a cat? He's putting about a pussy cat out in the open for everybody to see. Again, yeah. I, I don't understand the reference. 
Uh, I, I, what's the deal with the cat? A uh, a woman threw her mom's ashes on stage during a Pink show in London. <laughs> Pink said, "Quote." I don't know how I feel about this. Then she placed the ashes in front of the speaker and continued the show. Well, maybe mom would have won it that way. I guess so. They weren't loose or in an urn. They were sealed in a plastic baggie, and they didn't hit pink. She was just like, wait, is this your mom? If you did that in any other show, let's say, for example, you threw a bag of what looked like some sort of crystallized powder at, say, like a Keith Richards. Yeah. He'd snort it. Right. Oh, was that your mom? Thank you. <laughs> actually, remember the, the the story that Keith Richards actually snorted the ashes of his father? Yeah. So this would be, would be just an extension of that. Pretty much. I don't remember that story. Was that, was that an old wives' tale? He didn't really do that. You know, it's Keith. Anything, any story told about Keith, there's yeah. a part of you that thinks, well... It is Keith. I, I don't know. Um, Angela uh, Bissett won, went viral at this year's Oscars, but not in a good way. The camera camera caught her looking visibly upset when she lost Best Actress to Jamie Lee Curtis. You remember this whole thing? Right. Uh, well, she's getting a little bit of a consolation prize. She and Mel Brooks are among those getting honorary Oscars in November. Uh, Angela has been nominated twice, first for playing Tina Turner in what, What's Love Got to Do With It?, and this year for uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So, All right. honorary. Well, there you go. She's a good actress. <clears throat> honorary Oscars. So yeah. Mel Brooks never won an Oscar? I don't Probably. think the Academy is going to give out Oscars for, like, Blazing Saddles. or. But, but why wouldn't they? I mean, you're talking about... It de- a lot of it depends on who else uh, was, like, best picture that year, best director. How many comedies have actually won, like, a like a best picture thing? It's mostly dramas, isn't it? I think Tootsie beat, like, Gandhi, which that one I never quite understood. But it's very rare when a comedy winds up winning best picture. It happens, but rarely. Mm. Uh, you can now... Like, why, like, why didn't, uh, why didn't, uh, like, uh, say, I don't know, uh, Stripes not win best picture? I enjoyed that thoroughly. I would have, uh, I would have thought that would have been something. I would have wanted to see that as part of the reel on the on the movie reel. Yeah, the clips. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, you got uh, what other movie was that year? Uh, Ash, uh, Ishtar. Yeah, Ishtar uh, was good. Yeah. People, yeah, people snooze on that one, but that was a really good one. Ishtar was the one of the best movies I've ever seen. The acting. Yeah, yeah it was plot line. Crazy. Everything about it was perfect. Uh, you can now stay at a real-life Barbie Malibu dream house. Ken, yes, the doll, is hosting two free one-night stays on Airbnb beginning July 21st. Ken says, quote, Welcome to my Kendom. While Barbie is away, she's handed over the keys to her Malibu dream house. I've added a few touches to bring some much-needed Kennergy. The three-story bright pink house is literally in Malibu, California. The listing is only for two guests with one bedroom and one bath- bathroom. It has an outdoor disco dance floor infinity pool with floats that spell out Ken, a balcony with an ocean view, and a Wild West-themed room called Kendom Saloon. Yeah, I'd give all those things up for a second bathroom. Uh, yeah, no kidding, right? Guests uh, will even get their own yellow and pink Impala skates and surfboards. The listing goes up July 17th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Airbnb will also make a one-time donation to save the children. Barbie hits theaters on July 21st. This thing is insane. This house, it's like it looks like a dollhouse, and but it's, it's just, only got one bathroom. And right. You know, Barbie takes her time in there. 
Barbie takes forever, I'm sure. Oh, my God, yeah. You, I mean, think, you think Ken's not using the outdoor garden every once in a while to... Well, I would. What are you doing out there with that shovel? Well, listen, if you're going to be in the bathroom for nine hours, Barbie, yeah. trying to get pretty so you can go in the, uh, the <laughs> out of the Barbie dream house into a club, I'm going to go into the yard. Uh, if you're one of the few people who's actually been enjoying watching uh, Lily Rose Depp and The Weeknd have kinky sex on HBO every week, I have some bad news for you. The season finale of The Idol will air this coming Sunday after five episodes. And that's got fans confused because it was originally announced there would be six episodes, but that doesn't mean HBO ditched an episode to get the show off the air sooner. There was a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes chaos. Plans changed. They don't want to have the show anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't want anything to do with it either. And uh, Kim Kardashian uh, wound up with a giant, uh, with a giant drink with a salted rim. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time my rim was this salty was when Ray J gave me the blue blue cheese margasquita in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I don't even really know what that means. But, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but we once played mixed doubles bowling. <laughs> What's mixed doubles bowling? That's when I held her down like a bowling ball and threw her down a slip and slide. <laughs> I rolled her with one in the poo and two in the goo. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her the grundle handshake. It's one in the stink and two in the pink. <laughs> by, by the way, instead of bowling shoes, you wear galoshes and mixed doubles bowling. <laughs> Ta-da. Very good. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Treat your family to a world of action and excitement. And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll be honest with you. I'm not nearly the sort of flashy sophisticate that you might think I am. Oh, sure, I have my undeniable charismatic air that freshens up a room and commands your attention, but I, generally speaking, reject the sort of self-absorption and preening that one might expect from a bottom-feeding, regionally notable, half-rate celebrity such as myself. This is why I do not gravitate towards expensive cars, high-quality fabrics, or flashy accessories to impress anybody. I'm simply a guy who chooses an economically responsible approach to look this delicious. But of course, not everybody takes that same approach. For example, former Red Sox legend David Ortiz has absolutely no problem walking around in a foreign country with high-quality suits and fancy baubles. And yet, in the blink of an eye, it can all change. Yesterday, it was reported that while covering Major League's London series over the weekend, David Ortiz apparently lost a necklace while trying to get into a car. According to the reports, the necklace became unlatched, fell off of Big Poppy's powerful neck, onto the ground where it fell into a London sewer. Now, under normal circumstances, I would have left it in the sewer. But in this particular case, that necklace had an approximate cash value of $100,000. It was at this point that a hotel employee, who happened to be from the Dominican Republic, retrieved the necklace out of the sewer and then gave it back to the Hall of Famer just as he was sitting down to dinner. Folks, a couple of things. Other than my house, I don't own anything over six figures, and if I did, it would never leave my house, never mind wearing it around my neck. Secondly, I have a very strong prejudice against anything that comes in contact with sewage, sewers, drain pipes, septic tanks, barnyard runoff, or what have you. If any of my favorite things fall into a sewer, 
it automatically ceases to be among my favorite things. I should also point out that while I would be grateful for the man's effort, retrieving a recovered necklace dipped in sewage is probably not something I need right away. In fact, I might be able to wait until after dinner to accept it because I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna put it back around my neck until somebody's paid the bill. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills on sale. The Weber Genesis at $8.99 and the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the gear. Your grilling destination is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. Uh, what? Uh, uh, well, oh, nothing, oh. Uh, nothing really. Just, uh, I just know that um, you ever, ever like work for a place that you just couldn't stand working at, and you just wished like the worst possible thing on uh, on the place you worked, the people you worked for, and the company that owned it. No, I've never had that feeling ever. You've never ever once, never once in your entire professional no. career, not once. No. Oh man. Uh, yeah, here's the story here. This guy, a cleaning company, is being sued after a janitor was accused of making a major mistake at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York. Back in 2020, the worker tried to stop a beeping sound coming from a freezer, so he flipped a switch in the breaker box and accidentally unplugged it. And normally when it beeps, don't you just have to close the door? It it usually is. That's what happens with my freezer. Uh, what he likely didn't know was that inside there were 25 years of cell uh, cultures, samples, and other potentially groundbreaking research, which were all destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> the total loss uh, estimated by the school is $1 million. And just because nobody told him how to turn off the alarm on the refrigerator. Yeah. Um, you know how it is when, uh, when your smoke alarm is uh, the battery is running low and it yeah. beeps all day and then you can spend half the day figuring out well which smoke alarm is it yeah because it you know it doesn't beep constantly but it beeps like every five minutes yeah i can totally understand wanting to shut the place down and destroy 25 years of hard scientific work yeah but i don't think he did this on purpose he just unplugged it he just didn't want to hear the thing he didn't know that there was a uh, you know jfk's dna uh, <laughs> inside of a t- a, a- Petri dish. He didn't know that they were they were holding evidence of uh, extraterrestrial life. They had. He, how was he supposed to know? I don't. Uh, I, I don't. Let's see. Have you ever had like a major screw up at a job where it kind of like set things back? Um. Yes, and it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Um. Years ago, I was working in a radio station where my partner at the time spilled an entire doctor uh, Dr. Pepper on the yeah. soundboard. On the oh, radio station. Oh, now, oh. It, it, for those of you who don't know, the worst thing that you could possibly do is spill any kind of liquid on a radio station right. soundboard because that basically takes you yeah. off the air. Yeah, we're not really supposed to have any liquids in this room, but no. we do. But, I mean, I do, but mine's yeah. like you know feet away. So, uh, so we get uh, in big trouble for that because yeah. it requires you know, not just you can't just clean Dr Pepper right off of like you know. <laughs> circuitry and servos and all that you just can't do that it takes a little while right so. so we got in big trouble for that so they replaced the they replaced everything two days later he accidentally does it again what yeah he uh he put his this time it was like a uh like a diet coke and he put that okay. like to the side and then spilled it again totally well it, you would say well that sounds almost uh, intentional 
but having watched it myself and and see it happen and and right. you know how something happens and it all happens in slow motion yeah it's exactly what happened I, and it it did it a, a second time did he did he use uh, a saccharin drink because that's less damaging than pure cane sugar is that usually how that works it's not any easier to clean unfortunately uh you know one t- i worked at a um, i worked at a gas station actually in your town the gas station that's in your town uh, in hamden yeah oh but yeah it, but it was a it was a mobile station it wasn't what i think what is it now like a shell, shell. Mm-hmm. the shell of its former self so i worked there when i was like 18 years old and i was a clerk and you know uh, you get to meet all kinds of people all day long and you get to learn how to use the lottery machine, yeah. the mass lottery machine. Now, this is the old lottery machine. This is like that thing that looked like a like a giant, um, like one of those old supercomputers from the 1970s. You know, the one they're like, oh, look, this has four megabytes worth of memory in it. This thing, is, you know, it's like the size of a football field. <laughs> the kind of thing that yeah. had like patch bays in it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, was by myself. Uh, the one day, some guy came in and ordered some kind of ticket, like he was doing numbers uh, on the numbers game. Right. And, like, it, it was kind of complicated, the buttons on the machine, because you had to, like, know what you were doing, and I didn't know what I was doing. And then I pressed send, and I realized that it was, like, $10,000 worth of lottery tickets that I had hit enter for. Okay. And the machine used to... Sh- it was like ticker tape. It was like a like an old stock uh, ticker tape thing. <laughs> That's like the tickets were long. They were like, yeah, you remember those? I do. So, and the thing just kept spitting out these tickets, and I'm like, I don't even. I'm so stupid. I like I should have just unplugged the machine, but I didn't know what to do. And the tickets, you know, they didn't do anything. The guy gets all frustrated. He walks out the door. And then uh, the other girl comes back from her lunch, and there's just these t- tickets. Like, <laughs> and then the machine, the machine just stops, it, and it just says error on it. And then the phone starts ringing. It's the lottery. Yeah. Going, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> and I had to basically write a letter, like a like a like a witness statement, because. I technically threw the Massachusetts lottery off on the numbers game for one whole day <laughs> back in the late 90s. Uh, it was it was pretty scary because I thought they were going to like, you know. Uh, Suppose you had to spit out the winning number. Well, that would they said that would have been worse. No kidding. If that number had come up, then it would have it would have because those the daily numbers game is based on how many people play them. That day. Sure. Like the odds go down. Like if, let's just say you play numbers one, two, three, four. Okay. I wouldn't do that, but no, sure. No, but, but like, for example, one, two, three, four, you know, 5,000 other play, people play one, two, three, four. Well, the top prize originally, if you were just playing with one person, that top prize would be like $5,000. Now it goes down to like, you know, maybe $2,000 because so many other people are playing. It's depending sure. on how many people are playing that particular number. So if if that number had come out, it would have it would have like put the lottery into financial ruins. <laughs> but you know what? They they it's it's the lottery. It's lo- so they would they would have recovered. No, they would have been like, listen, you know what? It was a malfunction on the machine. Sorry, like you know that's written in those rules in there. Like you you could technically win the lottery, and they could say no, and you have no recourse for it because 
that was in the rules when you agreed to yeah. play. Go ahead, go ahead and prove it. it was a, that there wasn't a faulty machine. Uh, but yeah, that whole day, the whole I threw the mass lottery off for one whole day. Now let me uh, it right out of the town of Hamden. Were you uh, were you removed from that position as a result of this? No, actually, I got a raise and was bad behavior is rewarded everywhere. No kidding. Yeah, we need to tr- we need to try that out over here. Uh, we have. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never, I've never uh, done something. <laughs> when anybody I've ever yeah. worked with any place I've ever worked, I've never done something in a blaze of glory on my way out. Yeah, never done that. And I'm trying to remember if that's that's ever really been done with someone that I that I knew, like yeah. someone who like you know didn't just leave quietly. Yeah, they left and, and destroyed something along the way. I mean, I totally understand, you know, the level of spite. Yeah. That it uh, that it takes to to be removed from a position. You, yeah. I mean, you got to believe this guy's not going to be working for that cleaning company anymore. No, I, I've never seen anybody do that. No, like seen anybody light the place on fire when they leave. Even Most even people. even something that's like you know subtle, like you know, yeah, I don't know, like like flush towels down a toilet on the way out. You know, oh, I mean, like you know, vandalism. Yeah, vandalism. Yeah. You know, something that uh, you know you clog the toilets, yeah. uh, you destroy the AC. You know, something like something simple like yeah. that. Yeah, I've never I've never uh, had any worked with anybody who's exhibited that kind of behavior. Uh mostly it's been pretty quiet when they leave. And then you never hear from them ever again. Right. You know? Exactly. Um There's a lot of mystery out there. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like because you have to think about, you know, your future employment. Yeah. Like, if you were let go today, you know, you wouldn't do that. Right, do you know something I don't know? Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm having a meeting this morning. <laughs> uh, well, let, let's put it this way. I uh, I, I have my uh, retirement counter here. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is going to be a milestone on, uh, on Thursday. Uh, today I have 3,001 days Ooh. left. So on Thursday, I get below the 3,000 day wow. uh, you know, threshold, which is a big, a big day. Now I have exact, in my mind, I have, yeah, and I want to, if I'm going to leave here, I'm going to leave you know, on my own terms, hopefully knock on wood. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have said that before. And, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm thinking, okay, after 3,001 days, do I pull a prank on this place? Do I, do I leave quietly with dignity and grace or do I start causing problems like in the last two or three days? The two or three days. I think yeah, two yeah. or three yeah, days. Yeah. I would have put in my time. I would have done, you know, enough for everybody. I'm trying to think. I got like 3,000 days to plan this Listen, thing out. This is all fantasy. It's radio. If you were to lose your job, you wouldn't be able to start that retirement counter until at least six months afterwards. <laughs> and wouldn't be able to retire anywhere else for that matter. Listen, indulge yeah. the fantasy. <laughs> I realize I'm living a yeah. borrowed time here. Yeah. I totally get that. You gotta, totally understand. You got a non-compete retirement <laughs> term. Nope, sorry. You're going to have to go get a job at Applebee's for uh-huh. six months. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse. Yeah, yeah. It's 622 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. The warm weather has arrived. <laughs> rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 629 in cream with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. Do you have that ready? Or- uh, yeah. No. I, oh, yeah. No, I would. Are you kidding me? Of course I got that ready. Why? He's the expert. I'm not. Well, you know. I'm just a guy who looks at pictures on Google and goes, oh, yeah, it looks like it might be rainy today. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that when he uh, tells you what's going on outside, it's going to be no different than what you would have said in, in anyway. Do you do you want to laugh? I do. All right, let's laugh. 
It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. So a man walks into a pet shop and he sees a parrot for only $50. $50? Yeah. Standing next to the cage, the man says, I wonder why he's so cheap. Ah! Because I'm defective. Ah! Right? That's okay. What the yeah, right. Says, right? And uh, I've got no legs. And a little surprised, the man asked, well, how do you stay on your perch? And the parrot draws him closer and whispers, I have a, I have a big member. I just wrap it around the bar and I stay put. <laughs> now go offer the owner 30 bucks for me. He'll take it. The man walks out of the store with the parrot and takes him home. They become the best of friends. They talk sports, politics, current events. The man couldn't be happier. And one day he gets home from work, and the parrot uh, beckons him over with his wing. Psst, come here. I need to talk to you. And he says, what? He goes, it's about your wife. He goes, yeah, what about her? Well, the postman came today. He knocked on the door, and she answered. And she answers in the skimpy black negligee. He goes, what? He goes, yeah. And then they embraced in a long, passionate kiss. And he goes, holy crap, this can't be possible. It is. And then they went over the couch. And she slipped him out of his uniform, and things, things started to get really steamy. And he goes, and then what happened? He goes, I don't know. I got excited and fell off my perch. Ah! <laughs> the thing was holding him up on there. the perch, and uh, it was no longer wrapped around there. He couldn't see. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield's Club. 633. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Springfield man was arrested in connection with allegedly robbing a convenience store on State Street. Uh, according to the police, around 9.05 a.m. on Sunday, officers were called to the uh, 2A convenience store on the 900 block of State Street. Well, how many convenience stores? Uh, when was the last time you were up and down State Street? Uh, it's been years. There's exactly 431. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, there was a panic alarm pushed. An undisclosed amount of cash and several items from the store were taken while threatening the victim with a knife. The suspect then left in a vehicle. Mass State Police saw the suspected vehicle on East Columbus Avenue and three people got out of the car. Springfield officers were able to locate the individuals who got out of the car, including the suspect from the armed robbery. The suspect was identified as 40-year-old Hakam McCoy of Springfield. He was uh, arrested and uh, charged with armed robbery and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. The real McCoy? Yes, the real McCoy. Isn't that the, the one that did the uh, uh, Cotton Eye Joe? I don't know. Is that the, the that's, real McCoy? That's the real McCoys. No, no, no. Maybe you're thinking of Van McCoy in the Soul City Symphony. Uh, the ones that did uh, Do the Hustle. Maybe. Oh. Do the hustle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that one. That's enough. Yeah. I, uh, you know I'm going to have that in my head all damn day, right? Well, you're welcome. You are welcome. Thank you. Uh, we're hearing more from Springfield city leaders and members of the Springfield community after an increase in violent crimes has caused concern over public safety. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're not hearing that. We're just telling you what 22 heard from people. <laughs> they're I, they're I, the ones who have heard. I'm reading the story like as if we wrote it. We did. We didn't write this. No, I'm just reading please. it off the paper. Uh, it was a call to action Monday evening to fund resources in order to address the root of gun violence in Springfield. Don't let the street tell you that tell you that your family is the street. Your family is the ones who are worried day in day out about you," said Minister Isaac Bird of Progressive Community Baptist Church. A string of gun violence plaguing the city streets of Springfield. Two deadly double shootings over the weekend. Four shootings over the past three weeks. 
Springfield City Councilor Justin Hurst uh, said it's an endemic and uh, the public health crisis that requires attention, resources, and community involvement. Springfield residents who've experienced gun violence firsthand saying is enough is enough. We don't deserve to be at the table. Families who have lost their loved ones, communities that live every day in the neighborhood, uh, listening to gunshots, said Juanita Bachelor, founder of Daryl Lee uh, Jenkins Center. So people are upset that, uh, you know, there's all this crime going on. Sure. But it's not like... What do you what do you blame an uptick in crime for? Well, I mean, you have to wonder: Are these, uh, you know, these uh, folks new in town that are bringing yeah. their guns into town, or are these the folks that uh, the repeat ha- offenders, the repeat offenders who have been released and uh, you know not held by high bail because yeah. that's just not the way it works? Mayor Dom Dom says he'll be meeting with public safety officials to discuss measures to address the recent uptick of violence, including continued efforts to fund public outreach. Sarno adds. I found my I found a myriad of social service agencies, nonprofits, community centers, mental health uh, reentry programs with Sheriff Kochi, Roca. So there's plenty of opportunity for people to do the right thing. You know, uh, I know people are concerned about uh, about the gun violence in in town, and and you know for for damn good reason because no one wants to be on the bad end of a gun. But you know we. <sighs> And again, not to diminish anything, but people you know, get uh, you know all bent out of shape. But you know, Springfield is a is a dangerous city. Yeah, I gotta tell you, it's not as dangerous as many people would have you believe. I mean, I think there are plenty of places to go in Springfield where you can be completely safe. You know, what? not as many as there used to be, but there are. There's lots of ways to be in Springfield downtown. Where you are likely not going to get shot or stabbed. Yeah, it's uh, it's perfectly safe. Down yes, there. perfectly fine. Unless you're doing like dumb stuff. Oh yeah, you definitely you don't know. want to draw attention to someone, uh, you know, with a gun. No, no. Hey, gun guy, I'm over here. Yeah. See if you can hit me. I also wouldn't wear any t-shirts with targets on it either. No, that's probably not. Would a avoid good idea. that. Or, uh, well, uh, you wouldn't even shop at a Target now. Isn't that like a boycott going on? I'm not boycotting Target. I again uh, with the boycott thing. I I just don't go to Target. <laughs> like I just uh, yeah, I, I go there yeah. not because I have any political uh, you, you, a disagreement with Target. No, I go there uh, if I like really have to buy something there. You know, like a case like, of Bud Light. Yeah, I don't think you can do that at Target. I don't think they sell. It's too bad. Uh, <laughs> It'd be a great place to go to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, since its establishment in 1939, the beloved local burger joint White Hut has been satisfying generations of burger enthusiasts in West Springfield. Now it has gained national recognition as Thrillist has named it one of the best burgers in America. It is awful delicious, you have to admit. Thrillist, an online publication, has dubbed the White Hut in West Springfield a, quote, top-notch American burger spot and has included it in their list of the 50 best burgers in the U.S., if you're craving a delicious cheeseburger or seeking a new culinary adventure, Thrillist claims that the Hut Burger from the White Hut, made with fried onions, is undeniably the best burger in Massachusetts and one of the finest in the country. Uh, according to the publication, they offer all sorts of classic fixings, but you need not to ruin your White Hut Burger with lettuce, tomato, or anything else. They're absolutely right about that. Yeah, you don't. Just fried that. onions and cheese, man. That's, That's all it. you need. I don't even need condiments. 
I do. I kind of like the the mustard and the ketchup on no, it, too. I'm not saying I don't like it, but yeah. you know, sometimes I just want to taste the cheese, the onions, and the beef, and that's it. I made caramelized onions. You know how hard it is to make caramelized onions? It's a lot of work, actually. It is a lot of work. So to do that all day long, it's, uh, they probably well, have a process to do it. When you think about it, I mean, yeah. they're there. What time in the morning? Probably 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah. Yeah. So by the time you're you're going there for lunch, you know, those onions have been, you know, Simmering in that thing all that for fry, hours, frying on the frying on the uh, griddle. Yeah, Man, so good though. Good stuff so good. Uh, you know what? I I'm I'm really uh, surprised at this. I would have thought Red Robin would have been number one. Don't make me come over there. I'll take a Red Robin burger over a White Hut burger any day. Said nobody <laughs> ever. Said that no one. But they have bottomless fries. They're not bottomless, Karen. They're not. <laughs> At some point, they will tell you no more fries. I, my kids wanted to go there, the one, the Red Robin. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's, it, you can't call yourself a burger place if you don't offer, if if pink and no pink is the only way you can get the burger cooked. Like a true hamburger can be should be cooked the way to your liking. Sure, you know, especially when you're talking about the ground. You know, the White Hut burger, you wouldn't do that because they're small patties anyway. They they cook. You're They're not, all cooked You're the not going to get a medium rare there. No. But when you go to like a burger joint, you should be able to order the, the beef yeah. at, a, at, a, at a temperature to your liking, not just pink or no pink. The very first time I went to a, uh, a Red Robin was in Ohio, and uh, I thought it was really, really good. To be honest, yeah. it was real good. And then, you know, once it became more of a national chain, yes. and, you know, and then it kind of outgrows it's good I mean, it's okay it's fine it's adequate it's no you know in a pinch i'll go to a red robin but given the choice between you know red robin and a white hut yeah it's it's not even a contest true i i, I noticed that whenever we get a new chain up here that the appeal just sizzles out remember we didn't we never had a popeyes around here until about 10 years ago that's right we never had a chick-fil-a until about probably 10 years ago uh, and but once those things show up, then it's like mm, it's just another chain. Well, it's that's kind of the problem with with chains. Is like you know when we get one, we're so excited because you hear you know, all these people talking about how wonderful it is, and then you, when you go, you're going, well, then what was that hype all about? We we should get a crystal burger around here. You ever have one of those? No. It's like a, it's like a, a white castle. You know the the little tiny hamburgers. Yeah, they're they're really good. Better than a White Castle? It's pretty much the same. Then why not just get a White Castle? Well, I don't want to go to a White Castle. Crystal's has a, you know, the decor in there is, is better. I How many times, listen, what? I know you lived in New Jersey for yeah, a while. Yeah. How many times do you actually go into the White Hut, into a White Castle and, and eat there? We didn't, that wasn't, we didn't go in there very much. Anytime that, I've eaten in a White Castle. Yeah. It's a through the drive-through, and I got like a whole bag of those little sliders, maybe like fifteen at a time. Yeah, and that was it. I never want to be caught dead inside of it. Well, the last time I was in a White Castle was out in Vegas when I was by myself uh, about six years ago, five years ago. Yeah, and uh, I had taken this edible that was very, very strong. Oh yeah. And a friend of mine who lives in Vegas, uh, she had to, her and her boyfriend had to leave, and they said, "Okay, now walk down this way. Now make sure you don't take an Uber." Or make sure you don't take a city cab. You don't want you don't want the Las Vegas cab. You want to walk down to the end of the block and take the Uber. So as uh, as this edible is uh, setting in, 
uh, I realize I I turn the corner and there's the biggest white castle I've ever seen in my life. It's it's huge. Sure, it's like, it's like the giant white castle sign, and uh, and and there's another block to the Uber uh, thing. And I'm like, well, let me let me get some let me get some white castle. So I went in and I ordered a six pack of the double the doubles. Oh yeah, with the onions and the cheese and all that oh, stuff yeah. on them. And then uh, then I walk out of the white castle with my little box and uh, I'm really hungry and. I look down the block and I'm like, man, that's a long walk for that one block. But there's a cab right here from the city, so I got in the city cab. Now, the Uber getting there had only cost me about fifteen dollars. Sure, right? You get in the city cab; it's already six dollars when you sit down inside of it. Oh, and, Jesus! And as the as this guy is driving me to my destination, I can see the we're 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 already surpassed. The fifteen dollars after about five minutes <laughs> to get back to where where I was going, right? But I didn't care because I was just shoving these White Castle burgers in my mouth, and I got grease pouring down my shirt. Yeah, I was the sexiest person I could have been at that very moment. Like just, you are certainly the sexiest yeah. person in a cab in Las Vegas. Because a part of me really wanted wanted to care that I was going to have to pay this uh, excruciating amount of money for for a fifteen dollar cab ride, which turned into fifty dollars. By the right, way, right, right. Uh, but I I was enjoying myself. I enjoyed every bit of that White Castle, and I even licked my fingers a- afterwards. Oh yeah, when it when it gets yeah. like down your hands yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and that guy, the cab driver, was like looking at me like, "Get the hell out of my cab, you disgusting slob! <laughs> Get out of here!" You know? Oh yeah, you're a cab in Las Vegas, and you're the grossest thing yeah, you've seen know, all night. Right? Please yeah, yeah, come on. See. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: it is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 77 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 78. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102's Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, uh, more chance of rain with some thunderstorms and a high of 78. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Uh, <clears throat> I got to uh, doing a celebrity bartending gig on uh, on Thursday night. You are. Yeah, at the Elixir, it's a it's a newer bar, probably a little over a year old. It's over in uh, Chicopee, off of Grove Street. Where's that? It's uh, behind the police station, down on oh, the bottom, oh, down there. Yes, it's, yes. A, it's actually a really nice bar in there, uh, and uh, there, it's a stop the violence. It's 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 a. Um, a fundraiser for Stop the Violence, a celebrity bartending fundraising event in honor of Miriam Miranda, June 28th, 6 to 9 p.m. You'll have me, uh, Jeffrey Goulet from Loophole Brewing. Okay. Phil Anthony, uh, mm-hmm. the comedian, right? Uh, Jordan Gladu from the Just Go With It Band. Sure. Uh, Serenity Lockhart of Lockhart Entertainment. I've never heard of these. I, I have no idea. And Ray Berry from White Lion Brewing. So that, yeah. Oh, Okay. That's a good group. Well, there's two celebrities on the on the bill. There's you, there's Ray. Ray Barry. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Phil, I guess. Yeah, yeah Phil too. Yeah. I mean, you know, so the, the guy yeah. in the band. He's got a band, right? I don't know who those other two. Are. I don't know who they are, but yeah. uh, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure you'll have a great time. That's uh, when uh, this Thursday, six to nine p.m. at Elixir. Uh, it's 19 Grove Street in Chicopee. Uh, Ten bucks for a donation to uh, to to show up there for. Oh, that's nothing. Okay, that's easy. Yeah, what a great time Ten, that'll be. Ten bucks is easy. All right, very good. Uh, we are going to try to fashion ourselves uh, a a round of am I the a hole? Yeah, next yeah, hour yeah. we're actually we will do that. Oh, good. 
Good, because uh, we haven't done it in a good long time, because the last time we talked about it, there was uh, there was like the shutdown on Reddit. Yeah, no, that didn't last. I got to tell you, that really disrupted my, my entire life in a way that I wouldn't normally anticipate. That Reddit being down in general, or just the am I the a-hole? Well, uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, Reddit is like one of those websites I go to when I got nothing else to do. Yeah, it's a life suck. It is, because you can really go down a rabbit hole... And find some of the most toxic stuff in the world. Here's here I here I am. I'm getting hooked on the TikTok. I there you go. Uh, it I, sucks. You know what? It sucks so bad because it's like I gotta keep watching these things. I don't know why I yeah. have to keep watching these. This is uh listen, I know that every time I'm rifling through one great TikTok yeah. video after another, the Chinese government is screwing me and trying to find out, you know, what I'm all about. I mean, I realize they're doing that, and that's and hey, that's that's fine, but there's something about a TikTok video that's over before you know it, mm-hmm. and you just rip right over to, over to the next one. I can be swiping videos all day. What's your For You page? You get uh, good things on your For You page? I don't really. I mean, I have one, but I, I think I've only posted like one or two videos. What is up with the heat in here? I don't know. You, 75 degrees inside this studio? I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, I have ADD. So. No, that's all right. So, yeah, 75. It's uh, nice and comfortable. No, it's really not that comfortable. But anyway, uh, going back to what we were just talking about. What do you what what's showing up on the on uh, on the on the TikToks for you? Uh, a lot of like stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. like stand-up uh, comedy clips, Yeah, like people uh, it's like those Instagram reels with the with the people calling people out like a heckler in the audience. And uh, and music, a lot of music stuff. I get a lot of music stuff, but I also get a lot of uh, of those videos where people are like falling down and injuring themselves. Yeah, I love that. And I also get um, like not like people being arrested, like yeah. like these situation, these cop body cam things. And it's like it's both. It's 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 like oh, here's a corrupt cop, or here's this uh, jerk of a guy trying to get out of a, a a situation that he clearly is, you know. Or or I get the clickbait, you know. This guy realizes he's just going to spend four hundred and forty years in prison. It's like an interrogation room. Yeah. And then you have to like wait for the whole video. The thing that annoys me the most is the part twos. And then you go oh. onto the page and you try to find part two and you can't find part two anywhere. Dude, I got I got roped into one the other day and I got so angry by the end of it. Yeah. It was a four-parter. And uh, I and, and you know what? I I knew better. I knew better, but yet there was something about it. There was a guy who had uh, caught what is known as a stonefish. Yeah. And a stonefish is like one of the most venomous uh fish in the ocean. And if you if you get uh, you, you you get caught with its uh, its venom, it could kill you. Well, there's this guy who's gonna who, who does this. He like you know gets bit by you know venomous snakes and and bugs all the mm-hmm. time, and then takes the antidote and talks about how painful it was. Well, this stonefish is supposed to be the single most painful thing in the world. And for four videos, he's talking about uh, how he's gonna. He's gonna touch one of these little spines in his yeah. back, and it's gonna hurt really bad. And then you know you get, cl- you get closer and closer to it. Now I'm four videos deep, and the son of a bitch never t- never touches the damn fish. Why? Like, what a waste of my time. Well, they did that on purpose. I know. They, they sucked you in. It's a life suck. And I don't even know why. Because yeah. I mean, I didn't really care, but he was gonna touch a fish and maybe die. It was. It was. I. I, I got hooked. I got hooked on that, uh, but I actually saw it happen. It was a guy who got bit on purpose by some kind of fire ant out in, like, 
somewhere in Africa. Yeah, probably the same guy. And he and his like neck swelled up to like the size of a volleyball, and he was like, "I can't believe I did that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. Yeah, at least I got him on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, like, I, I got my clout. Yeah, because I was expecting like this guy, like you know, pass over and go into convulsions. I mean, that's what I wanted to see, but I'm not gonna wait around for a video number five you to know, find the result. I kind of want to do one of these, but I don't know what people would want to watch me do. Like my life is pretty mundane. It's not really that exciting outside of you no. know, here. I mean, you, I just do normal things. You know, I oh hey, uh, we're gonna w- watch uh, Nagel go order a coffee at, <laughs> at Dunkin'. <laughs> Hey, watch him use his mobile app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, part four of yeah. me ordering a coffee at yeah. Dunkin'. Part four is where I actually go in to pick it up. <laughs> Parts one, two, and three are me trying to figure out, do I really want these extras or do I just want the coffee? Oh, hell, I don't even know what kind of, what kind yeah. of donuts you have in there. You'll have to come in to see. Oh, yeah. nuts. Man. It's uh, 6.59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Golf. It's an interesting sport. You clean the clubs from all the divots, pack up the bag... With extras, of course, to keep you hydrated. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, under normal circumstances, the very last thing in the world that I give a frog's fat ass about is the College World Series. I mean, I care about a lot of things, but if you were to ask me who were the winners of the last three college baseball championships, I would likely respond with a cold, blank stare and a man-sized portion of total indifference. So for me, to pay even the slightest bit of attention to it must really tell you something. It tells you that either something extraordinary happened or it's a very light sports day and there's nothing else to talk about. And only I know the real answer. Yesterday, the LSU Tigers pounded the living bejesus out of the Florida Gators to win their first national title in 14 years. Why is that remotely interesting? Well, consider this. Last night in Game 3, the deciding game, LSU beat Florida by a pathetic lopsided blowout, a final score of 18-4, the result of which landed LSU their seventh World Series title, second only behind USC, which has won 12. So why is that interesting? Because this win comes just one day after Florida dismantled LSU in Game 2 by a final score of 24-4. Last night, LSU responded to the most humiliating game of their lives, racking up 18 hits off of 24 hits, which, I should point out, are the highest hit-and-run totals for a deciding game in College World Series history. In other words, these kids went from the worst game of their lives to the greatest game of their lives in just the course of 24 hours. They didn't give up on the idea of winning, nor did they let total obliteration stand their way of an extraordinary comeback. They simply dusted themselves off and went back to work, crushing the hearts and souls of the Florida Gators, who clearly figured that LSU was just going to roll over and play dead for a second game in a row. Instead, they dished out one of the most humiliating finishes in college sports history. So which is it? Did I do that story because it's moderately interesting, or did I do it because I had nothing else to talk about? The real answer? is both because when push comes to shove i'm willing to talk about somebody else's crushing defeat any day of the week no matter how little there is to talk about and i'm really quite okay with that but hey enough of my yapping sports brought to you by rocky's ace hardware there's a power tool specialist at every rockies and at the island pond rockies that person is annalise milwaukee dewalt craftsman annalise knows her power tools good people rock solid service 
at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 713 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 69 in downtown Springfield. Uh, giggity. Um, I have to uh, correct myself. Uh, this bartending thing that I just told you about like 10 minutes ago, uh-huh. I said the 28th was Thursday. The 28th is tomorrow. So it's tomorrow from 6 to 9 at tomorrow. the Elixir and Grove Street in Chicopee. It's yeah. Wednesday night, not Thursday Wednesday night. Wednesday night, not Thursday night. Well, no, that so. makes you almost sound like... A liar? No. What? I was going to say an a-hole. Oh. How about we do a little uh, little round of am I the a-hole? I'm a local uh, radio announcer in the, the Northeast. And I just told a bunch of listeners to go to an event that happens the day after it happens. So am I the A-hole for trying to, I don't know. I would say, uh, yes. Uh, let's see. There's a, there's a couple. Uh, th- th- here's a good one for you. Ready? Yes. Am I the A-hole for purchasing my guy friend his dream birthday present and outshining his girlfriend in the process? My guy friend Tom has been one of my best friends since college. We're in our mid-20s now and are both currently in committed relationships with long-term partners. I've never had feelings for Tom, nor has he ever had feelings for me. Since Tom, since college, Tom was a huge watch fanatic. Two months ago, he was showing me the stunning vintage watch and made an offhanded comment about how he would die with joy if somehow he got his hands on this watch. You like the watch? That sounds like a hint. Uh, very coincidentally, I was in New York City a few weeks ago and stumbled upon this watch store that just so happened to have the exact one Tom wanted. It was expensive, I won't lie, at about $2,500, but I decided to get it for his 25th birthday. To me, it was basically fate, LOL. My boyfriend and I do very well financially, so this was something I could personally afford and wanted to buy for Tom, especially knowing how happy it would make him. Tom has a tradition of hosting a dinner party at his place for his birthday and then following up with cake and a gift opening. I told him before the dinner that my gift was a huge surprise and asked if he could save it for the last, and he agreed. His girlfriend ends up going first, and she gets him this gorgeous sweater that she crocheted for him and a book that he's been wanting, which I thought was super thoughtful and lovely. Last, it was my gift. When he opened it, uh, and saw what it was, he literally screamed, hopped over a bunch of people, squeezed me in this big bear hug. I was so happy, so happy to see him happy. It genuinely filled me with so much joy. He even got emotional when I saw him swipe a few tears. He also said that it was the best gift he'd ever received. The whole time, his girlfriend, only slightly smiling, stayed quiet. The next morning, I get a text from his girlfriend that essentially said that, Although she appreciated my thoughtful gift, she thought it was a bit out of touch and lacking awareness. She admitted that Tom had also told her about the watch, and she wanted to get it for him, but it was way out of her budget. She accused me of knowing this, I had no idea, and still getting to rub it in her face and to outshine her. She finished by saying how she felt like I had overstepped a boundary by getting the gift and would appreciate me not doing anything similar, uh, doing something like that again in the future. I responded and told her that I could see her point of view. I was just trying to do a nice thing for a close friend. I asked her, wouldn't you rather he gotten the gift and seen the happiness that it brought him than to not getting it at all? 
She responded that happiness was only shared between me and Tom and no one else and that she Mm -hmm. felt hurt by my actions. Only my boyfriend knows about this, and he's on my side. But thinking through it all again, I do see how I could have overstepped, but my boyfriend says it's not my job to apologize for for her insecurities, so am I the a-hole? I'm going to say that the real a-hole in this situation Mm -hmm. is Tom. Yeah, uh, to be overly excited about a gift from a friend. Yeah, in front of your girlfriend who spent hours crocheting you a sweater and a book you wanted. See? And diminishing her. That's on you, fella. Yeah. That's not on either one of them. I would very much appreciate a handmade gift. Sure. Somebody who put that much time and effort into something, they were thinking about you the entire time doing this. Yeah, even like a, like decoupage or yeah. macrame. This, uh, you know, uh, Miss Moneybags walks into a jewelry store and goes, I'll take that $2,500 watch from my friend Tom. Like it was no big deal. What kind of money do these people? What, well, what I, kind of I don't, jobs I don't know, these but people what, do? But what kind of dope sits there and, and tells his rich friend, "Boy, sure would like that watch someday." I mean, you just dropped a big bomb in her lap. Of course, she's going to get you the. She's going to get you the damn watch. But I'm not close enough with anybody that I would spend twenty five hundred dollars. No, 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 hell, n- no. Seriously, I would never spend twenty five hundred dollars on a gift for anybody. No, I mean, it's it's excessive, but the fact of the matter is this guy is dropping hints that this is what he wants and then reacts this way in front of his girlfriend. To me, the one who is the most problematic here is him. I think she's the the original person here is the a-hole because, again, spending that kind of money on somebody is just ridiculous. Okay, fine, you're financially well off and you you can afford it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you should do it. Anytime that someone has overspent on a gift from me or for me, uh, I almost immediately feel very uncomfortable about using it. Yeah. Because of its cost, of accepting something that I know is outrageous. Because you feel like it's not yours. That's I feel what like it it's is. not mine. And I feel like, you know what? Your money would have been better spent on something else, maybe for you or your family, as opposed to me. Yeah. I, you know, that's just, it's, I appreciate the effort, but it's, it's really. Not necessary. Now, I wouldn't embarrass them uh, by saying that to their face, but that is how I would feel. Uh, Somebody else points out here on the comments, you told them before the dinner that the gift was huge. Could you leave it to the end? That was her wanting. That was her wanting to show everybody. Oh, look at me. I got uh, I could I could drop two hundred twenty five hundred dollars at a jewelry store just like that and still make it to this dinner party. And I brought a dish. Yeah, uh, she is the the a hole in my in my opinion. Anyway, the only I, one is not an a hole in the situation is the girlfriend. Yeah, the girlfriend. I feel bad for. I do too, because you kind of set up in this situation by a jerk of a boyfriend and her her no good friend. Uh, ready for another one? I am. Am I the a hole for yes. being upset? Thank you. Am I the a hole for being upset that there was no alcohol at a wedding? One of my thirty five year old best friends, male and. Uh, me, 34 male, got, uh, wait a minute, one of my best friends, male 35, oh, he's 35, his friend who's 34 got married last week. He drinks alcohol, and our friend group will meet up at breweries a few times a month to hang out. His fiance, now wife, does not drink. It's never been a part of her life. My wife and I got a hotel room by the reception space and Ubered to the wedding. The ceremony occurs. We go to what's supposed to be the cocktail hour, and there was just soda and water, no alcohol. 
This was not something we knew about ahead of time. There was a palpable buzz among our friend group about the lack of booze. A lot of us had spent money on hotel rooms and Ubering anticipating drinking. I'm very upset. Bride and groom come to the cocktail hour. Everyone cheers. And when the bride and groom come to mingle with us, I say, where's the booze? His new wife chimes in saying her family doesn't drink and they were paying for the wedding. Thus, no alcohol. I tell them we should know that ahead of time. I say I wasted money on a hotel room and Ubering. <laughs> I would have just driven if I had known or maybe not even had come because there was no alcohol there. Okay. The bride does not take my commentary well and implies that maybe I have a drinking problem. I don't. I only drink with my friends. Every day. Yeah, every day. For hours at a time. The groom says I don't need to be such an a-hole. I reiterate that I uh, spend a bunch of mo- spend a bunch of money on something I didn't need. We all did. The bride is mad at me and asks me to leave. My wife and I leave, but it's clear I've touched a nerve. In our group chat, uh, chat, friends were mixed on me saying something. My wife said I wasn't wrong, but my timing was wrong. So was I the a-hole? Yes. Yeah, you are. You know what? Why? What's the difference? So you go to the reception. They don't have any booze there. If you really want booze that bad, bring it with you. But that's you've, why they make those flasks for weddings. Of course. Yeah. You've, you've been to enough weddings. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen a couple that were dry. Yeah. And you know what? If that's what the couple wants, that's what the couple gets. It's as simple as that. If you're, gonna, if you're basically telling the couple that I wouldn't even have come here had I known there was no booze, that makes you sound like pretty much the biggest a-hole in the room. Is it always just assumed that you would have alcohol at a wedding? I think it's assumed, but if there's not, yeah. then that's the choice I don't of, see it, of, uh, of the couple. I don't see it being a big deal. And I don't frankly, either. Frankly, the weddings that I did that didn't have any alcohol them were probably a little bit more fun because people were actually having a good time and not getting sloppy. You know, that, that's the thing. That's the risk you run when you have an open bar or anything like that. Yeah. You, you get these people, you get these uh, crusaders. That want to go in and uh, well take advantage of the free drinks. Might as See, well have so six of them. When Jenny and I got married, we uh, we did not realize that they were going to give us an open bar. We we found that out like a like a like a week before yeah the event. We thought it was just going to be like a cash bar. Yeah, we'll put wine on the table gotcha. and then and they said we went back for the like the final uh, signing of contracts and all that other stuff and they said. So uh, with your open bar, do you still want uh, the wine on the table? He said, open bar? She said, yeah, we got the open bar. Yeah. Now, we'd already settled on the price, and we were good with that and already right. paid. So we're like, Wait. Okay, well, might hey, as well just take it at that point. Take yeah. it and just you know forget yeah. about the wine on the table. I get you. And, and, we were, and you know, to be honest, I thought uh, you know, most people had a good time. But if I decided I didn't want any alcohol there, that's right. my business. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, do you... It's not expected. I don't think it's expected. It I'm shouldn't going, be. It shouldn't I'm going be to expected. a wedding for a meal. I'm actually going to judge on how good the food was. That's my yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. Know, if, if it's if it's uh, you know some sort of slop uh, that yeah. you, that uh, you're, you're serving, well, then that's that's a reason to judge. Well, because it's always hard to cook for that many people, no matter what venue you are. True. And obviously, the professionals do it well. You know these banquet houses that have been in business for years. Uh, they know how to do it, but there's some places that, uh, you know, catering companies, I've seen that happen oh, before yeah. where they, they're they late with the food or whatever. You know, it, it, there's, I'm going to say something that's going to sound completely insane. That maybe the point of going to a wedding isn't about the food or the drinks. 
that really it's about the celebration of the couple getting married. Ah, now, you're, now you're just talking yeah, I trash. I, listen, I, I knew as soon as it was yeah. coming out of my mouth, it's not yeah. a completely crazy talk. You going to celebrate with your friends. Imagine that, a celebration of love being, uh, my, being my business. I'm just there for the free meal. That's all I really want. The free food. I just want those little Jordan almonds. Yeah. I can eat those things all day. Well, there you go. That's your uh, little segment of Am I the A-hole? It's 725 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday after... 732. Time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. That's it? You That's just, it. Uh, you just... Uh... I'm going right in. Oh, you go right in. You That's dive it. dive right in. I'm cannonballing right. right into the news. A uh, man has been charged with killing three people in Newton on Sunday. According to the Middlesex DA's office, 41-year-old Christopher Ferguson of Newton is being charged with murder, two counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon and burglary. Sunday morning, Newton police were called to a home on Broadway Street where three elderly people were found dead inside having sustained stab wounds and blunt force trauma. The victims were Gilda Demore, her husband Bruno Demore, and her mother Lucia Arpino. Their bodies were discovered after the couple did not arrive at church Sunday morning to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. At this time, police believe the incident was a random attack. Bloody, bare footprints were found in the home and led police to Ferguson, uh, who was seen in surveillance footage walking shirtless with no shoes on less than a mile from where the murders took place. DA Marion Ryan explained that the investigators found evidence of forced injury into the basement and signs of a struggle in the bedroom. According to their church, the Demores leave behind three children and five grandchildren. What a horrible thing. Jesus. You're going to go celebrate your 50th wedding anniversary and you get murdered? Well, I don't, you I don't think You survived 50 years of marriage and this is your fate. Yeah. I, I think uh, no matter what you're celebrating, to, uh, to run in this situation is always terrible. Yeah. 50th anniversary or not. No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's always something that adds to the... Uh, it makes the, the story suckiness. It does. It does happened. make the story a little bit worse, but it's already pretty bad. The uh, disappearance of Warren lifeguard Molly Bish has drawn interest and concern from across Massachusetts and beyond for decades. But 23 years later, the case remains unsolved. The 16-year-old was last seen alive on the morning of June 27, 2000, when her mother dropped her off at a lifeguard post at Comins Pond in Warren. Her disappearance uh, touched off a search involving more than 200 people, but was ultimately unsuccessful. Her skeletal remains were not found until three years later in a wooded uh, area near Whiskey Hill in neighboring Palmer. Since then, there have been a number of leads and a few persons of interest along the way, including a man incarcerated in Flora who lived in the Southbridge area at the time of Bish's abduction. A white car not seen from Coman Pond had been one of the strongest clues in the dis- disappearance based on the tips that the Bish family received. It was thought that the car could have been buried at a campground in West Brookfield, but a search in June of 2017 using ground-penetrating radar turned up nothing. In 2021, the Worcester DA announced uh, Francis, Sumner Junior, uh, Francis Sumner Sr. as a possible person of interest in, in the case. Sumner, who had a long criminal history, including convictions for rape and kidnapping, looked similar to a man Molly's mother Maggie Bish saw near Coman's Pond the day before Molly disappeared. A longtime Central Massachusetts resident, Sumner died in 2016. Earlier this month, the Worcester DA, uh, Worcester County DA Joseph Early Jr. announced that additional DNA testing was underway in the case. Molly's sister, Heather, however, uh, said that she would like the case to be handled by the Hamden County DA's office as District Attorney Anthony Galuni has seen success in cracking long unsolved cases such as that of the 1992 murder of Lisa Ziegert. 
so yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, Anthony Galuni has been, you know, involved in solving a lot of cold cases over the years, but doesn't the Worcester DA have the same access to all the things that Anthony Galuni has? Yeah, weren't they? Uh, I'm sorry, was it the Holly Perinian uh, case that they were part of? Was that Worcester County? I don't know if it was. Oh, I don't remember. But 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 even still, I yeah. would I would think at the very <laughs> least they must. Well, they must have access to the may, same stuff. Y- they they might have access to the same stuff, but you got you know we've we've heard the DA talk about caseloads and and how many things are you know they're. Their caseload in Worcester might be a hell of a lot more than than they are here in Springfield. It's, yeah. it's about having the resources to do all these things, to to conduct these searches, especially when you continually have investigations that you need to be involved with. Yeah. No. I listen. listen I get it. There, there are certain jurisdictions that certain you know, DA offices have. And I I totally understand that. But this is like one of these cases that has gone you know unsolved for so long that it just seems to be obvious that maybe some level of cooperation between those two offices could make something happen you, you would certainly love to see that for the uh, for the bish family you know god knows they they yeah. deserve some answers and some justice a uh, springfield man was arrested in connection with allegedly robbing a convenience store on state street that great street okay, that's I state just street. gotta say yeah. <laughs> uh according to the springfield police department around 9:05 a.m on sunday officers were called to a convenience store on the 900 block of state street for a panic alarm an undisclosed amount of cash and several items from the store were taken uh, while threatening the victim with a knife the suspect then left in a vehicle mass state police saw the suspected vehicle stop on east columbus avenue and three people got out of the car officers were able to locate the individuals who got out of the car including the suspect from the armed robbery the suspect was identified as 40-year-old hakam mccoy of Springfield. He was uh, arrested and charged with armed robbery and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Hmm. He was arrested by Officer Hatfield. The Hatfields and McCoy. Yeah, see? Yes. And there he goes, I finally got you. Yes. Let's see what you did there. Is that, uh, is that still a thing that goes on? That uh, Hatfield McCoy feud, yeah, that family feud. I really, uh, I don't, uh, I haven't kept up with it the way I, I probably should have. Um, well, you might want to. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at, uh, all right, so I'm looking at the uh, at the map here of what, uh, you know, what convenience stores are at the 900 block of uh, of State Street, and yeah. I'm not, uh, not seeing very much. Well, they're probably little markets. It's probably not a chain. Yeah, right. No, I got you. Probably a little mom and pop shop. Yeah. Well, nevertheless. Uh, Western Mass News is getting answers after a viewer reached out to them, uh, wondering when they would be able to get a drink from the water fountains in Springfield Parks, which have been shut off since the COVID-19 pandemic. These are the things that uh, that, that are on people's minds. Hey, you know what? I'm going to write the news station about that. <laughs> It's about time we get some answers. With the summertime underway, you might find yourself at a Springfield Park enjoying the weather, but if you forget to bring a drink, you might be out of luck. The Western Mass News crew stopped by Forest Park Monday to try the fountains out for themselves, and they would not turn on. Since the beginning of the pandemic, people have been uh, have had to remember to bring water bottles uh, or would need to leave to get something to drink. One Western Mass uh, News viewer had them thinking about this, an email he sent to their newsroom in part. In approaching hot weather, it would be nice to be able to refill the water bottle I carry with me. I pay $5,200 per year in taxes and would like some water in return. Ooh. 
Uh, I don't know if the city department of taxation has any real pull when it comes to hydrating its citizens. What do you mean? Well, I don't think it's a tit for tat type of thing. Well, I mean, if you're paying a water bill and you're paying property taxes and you're you're paying, and aren't you paying to get in the park if you drove in there? You're paying to get in there. Yeah, I suppose. Five but bucks or whatever. They're not give, They're not handing out free bottles of water to everybody. No, but at least have the water fountain on. Well, I mean, come on. What's the maintenance of a water fountain? What's what's that got to run you? Yeah, uh, that can't par- be cheap. And and but here's the thing: the park goers we spoke to Wednesday told us that. While they do not use the fountains, they're on the same page. Well, if you don't use them, what are you complaining about? Are these these outdoor drinking fountains? Yeah. Do you feel comfortable drinking no. out of one of those things? No, not at all. I would never do that unless I was desperate. I, you know, Until like I was an adult, I didn't really think twice about drinking out of the water fountain at school. Yeah. And then you go to college and you learn, you sit down and have that biology class where they tell you all the real harsh stuff of things that are floating around on, on things. Yeah. Water fountains being one of the most, like, it was like a, it's like a Petri dish of diseases. Oh, it's, it's like the most unsanitary yeah. way of drinking anything. Now, I do appreciate those other water fountains now, like if you go to a gym. And oh, they get, just fills up your bottle. You put the bot. You put the bottle under there, and you fill the bottle up. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but the uh, the the putting your mouth down to something that somebody else two seconds ago just put their mouth down near. Do you remember, do you remember the ones when you were a kid where like uh, like there were some that that shot out a huge stream of water? Oh yeah, yeah we but there were some that also just you know the water came out like a little dribble trickle, and you'd see the kids sucking on those things. Yeah, and you'd have like a, like you know fifteen kids like in a line trying to suck on this piece of metal that's been in fifteen people's mouths. Oh god! You know, for all if if we had only known then what we know now, you know, between that and like showering after like phys ed. You know, where you're walking around barefoot in the showers with all that staph infection floating around and, mm-hmm. you know, mold and mildew getting yeah. between the cracks of your toes. Please. The most yeah. uh, high schools are the most disgusting places in the world. Yeah, you think about that, they are. <laughs> you think about how many people used to use that water fountain every single day. Yes. Every single day, putting their heads down in there. And we all survived, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. But now, today's little snowflakes would never, those little buttercups are going to schools these yeah. days, they would never know how to live. You know, my, my best friend got gangrene from drinking out of the water uh, fountain. Can you get gangrene from drinking out of the water fountain? Yeah, I suppose. I don't even know what gangrene is. I'm just throwing diseases out there. Rickets. He got he, rickets. He got ho- uh, hoof and mouth hoof disease. Hoof and mouth disease. Right. Yeah, hoof, hand, foot, and mouth disease. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly cloudy with a high of 77. Could see some rain showers again as well. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, I'm Phil, store director at Table & Vine. This year... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 749 in Boston. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Uh, assuming the uh, weather is great, Steve and the uh, the road crew this Friday will be at uh, the Plaza at MGM for Free Music Friday from 7 to 9. Jesus Pagan and uh, Su- uh, Orchestra, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, will be performing. Uh, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes. Uh, Jesus Pagan's a, a longtime uh uh, salsa. Yeah. Singer. You very, why, very good. You know why they call it salsa? 
because people like to say salsa. That's right. Uh, the Plaza Bar be open every Free Music Friday, offering summer cocktails, beer, and non-alcoholic beverages, too. Stop by the TGIF Square when you'll uh, find the White Lion Wild Dandelion Beer Trailer and uh, the new Shot Shed serving summer offerings from local distillers, Top Golf Swing, uh, Suite and Bar, and Indian Motorcycle and Tap Sports Bar will be open before and after the concert, as well as the Tap Pratio Bar. Uh, to buy more drinks on the go. Fantastic. Good fun with Steve this Friday, 7 to 9, at the Plaza at MGM Springfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, before you hear that, how about you now hear this? Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. In the uh, deciding game three last night in Omaha, Nebraska, you talked about this at length in your uh, view from the couch, the LSU Tigers trounced the Florida Gators 18-4. to some are calling this year's Men's College World Series the greatest ever. Here's the final call. There it is. And for the first time since 2009 and seventh overall, the Tigers can say we are champions. An amazing turn of events, fellas. After getting trounced 24 to 4 yesterday, they come back, score 18 with a record setting 24 hits of their own. And what, just destroy the Gators. What? Uh, why is it only three games? Why, I don't know why. Why, it's why a, is MLB seven games? Or even, I mean, you even have five when you go into the uh, like the ALCS or whatever. You know, that yeah. first round there at the college level. I don't, I don't know why it's only a three game series, but that's the way it is in college. <sighs> three games just doesn't <laughs> seem like enough. Like this, no. could, this could have gone on forever. I mean, obviously, uh, it was a Florida was like twenty something, right? Was it this 20, Florida? Florida won uh, the other night, twenty four yeah. to four, yeah. and then wound up losing, you know, eighteen to what was the uh, eighteen to four, eighteen to four. Yeah, like a t- total switcheroo in that one. Man, that's gotta suck. Yeah, you gotta live with that one for the rest uh, of your life. You know, you're coming off that high because they probably felt like, you know what, we're, we're gonna win this thing. Yeah. Like, what, I'm, I'm, I'm sure LSU is going to roll over and play dead for a second game in a row, but that was not the case. Not the case at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one is a little sad. Uh, the mother and wife of the two victims on the Titan accident yeah. that left five dead is speaking out about the husband and son that she just lost. Here's Christine Dawood talking about how she was originally supposed to be on the submarine, but ended up giving her spot to her son, Solomon. Oh, my God. She thought I was so excited to go down. He was like a little child. He had this ability of childlike excitement. So they both were so excited. It was supposed to be Shazad and I going down. And then I stepped back and gave the space to Suleiman because he really wanted to go. Oh boy. That's a heavy thing to live with. Yeah, that's some guilt forever. Uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like, uh, yes, we, you know, we talked about joking and memes, but there's some really, like, human aspect to this. And, oh, and, it, a, and a lot of, you know, that's what people don't really want to talk about because no, it's, it's so it's hard a, to talk about. It's a preposterous tragedy, but nevertheless, uh, oh, boy, that's a, I don't know how you, uh, I don't know how you pick up after that. Uh well let's move let's shift gears so we can talk yes. about something a little bit more a little, little bit happy that would uh, be great a neighborhood in Georgia had to be evacuated after a dog ripping open trash bags outside outside found a live grenade here's the neighbors 
that had to leave their homes talking about what happened. First I prayed, then my husband and I and the dog <laughs> left, and my son left as well. We have this loose dog in the neighborhood that just is tearing up trash. And we went in the backyard. It was a gun clip and what looked like a fake grenade. So when I went out there, I was like, no, this looks pretty real. That was a live grenade. It had to be uh, taken away by the bomb squad. Who's throwing away their grenades in the trash? Well, I mean, uh, well, it's your everyday grenades. Well, I know, but you you don't normally, uh, don't you have, isn't there a service you can call that will take your live grenades away? Yeah. I I can see my dog ripping into a, a bag full of grenades. Oh, your, your bag, your dog wouldn't think twice about it. No, he and he would leave them all over the floor, <laughs> like throughout the house. You were hungry for grenades over here, too? How did you do that? Uh, here's another uh, clip. Uh, FedEx was named in a lawsuit. This is pretty huge. Uh, FedEx was named in a lawsuit accusing them of rolling back the odometers of thousands of their trucks before they were sold. This would be the largest odometer fraud scheme in American history. Here's Tom Layton, the used truck dealer that discovered the fraud, talking about what he found. Over the last several years, I've noticed that some of the commercial trucks that have been going through my dealership had uh, issues with the odometers. The FedEx contractor contacted me and said, hey, what are you trying to pull here? And I said, what's wrong? And he said, I took this into Freightliner and had the vehicle hooked up to their computer, and it has over 400,000 miles, and your odometer says 180,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> They were they were pushing these things yeah. back, saying, "Well, you know, the, the, we're selling it to you, and it's only it's a, it's got one hundred and twenty thousand miles on it, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a FedEx van." Yeah, you you have to have a pretty big set to figure you can get away with something like this. Well, they've been getting away for it for years. That's what that's what this whole this guy just uncovered this because of some guy, some another guy's, uh, you know. What, and what they say they do, they, they like sell them to people who run food trucks out of them and, and turn them into other businesses. Sure. Well, you're scamming the people who are buying these things because they're under the impression that, well, the thing only has 100 and let's say 150,000 miles on it when it really has 350,000 miles on it. <laughs> well, you, there's a lot of life left in that thing. There's probably another three, 400 miles left. Yeah. Here's a uh, road rage encounter between a gray haired older fella who's quote, had about enough of a cyclist. The cyclist keeps referring to a specific road rule that allows him to ride his bike in the same lane as cars. The cyclist points out how the painted bike logo is in the middle of that traffic lane. Tough guy. You want to be a tough Call guy? You're not so tough right now, are Call you? Call the cops. You're not so tough, are you, small guy? You're a short I'm following little guy. The law. You're not following the law. You're a tiny little man. Vehicle cop. My name is your worst enemy. I'm your huckleberry, buddy. You short little hunk. You come through this town thinking you're really cool on your bike, like you own this lane. Look at the bike lane is on this it's side. It's called Shero. It's right in the middle of the street. Shero. I get Shero. I get but that you entire came lane. around me like Ugh. this. You, you came blocked around. my way. You I didn't block my way. way. I honked my horn because you were way over in our lane. No, that's my lane. No, it's and not Shero. your lane. You're lucky today, buddy. Law, you're right? lucky today. You're lucky. What's your name? My name is your worst enemy. You don't own the you road. You own buddy. the road? I don't own the road. See that sign right there? That's Shero. Huh? Shero. See that symbol right there? <laughs> I'm I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I, I don't even know what that means either. But he, but he was like, you know, he's Mr. Tough Guy. Oh, you want to be Tough Guy? You think you can take me? Want to ride in your little bike lane with is clearly marked with the bike on it? It's that's it. It's 
go time. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm calling my dad in. You know, and then the other guy. <laughs> and there you go. That is now here. This it is 758 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 811 and the police with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, pretty rainy today with a high of 77 tomorrow. Rain with thunderstorms, high of 78. It is uh, 70 right now in downtown Springfield, but close enough to 69 giggity. Oh, I can say well, that. it was it was sixty nine yeah. before, so now we're we're kind of past that, I think. Yeah, uh, I, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a a survey. Survey said. Uh, think back to to August. Starbucks brought back the pumpkin spice latte about two months early, uh-huh. right? And everyone was uh, mocking uh, PSLs. Pumpkin spice lattes. Okay. You did too. You know you did. Yeah, a little bit. And you hopped in the car and you probably drove to Starbucks and you probably got one of those things. No, I actually went to Dunkin' for my uh, my pumpkin spice coffee. Okay. Well, but either way, you, 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 you went and got it even though you said you hated it. People on social media are talking about the controversial things that people only pretend to hate. Here's some of the, f- uh, some of the best ones. You ready? Mm-hmm. Pumpkin spice. I really don't mind the flavor of pumpkin spice. I don't like it at all. Really? It's not appealing to me. It really is not it's appealing just, to me. It's just simply cinnamon and nutmeg mixed together. That's all. Um, yeah, but it's it's not something that is my go-to drink. Do you like, like a pumpkin pie? I don't. See, I love a pumpkin pie. I'm not a big pumpkin anything. I don't like pumpkin. Uh, See, a pumpkin, this is the, the, the misnomer about the whole thing. Because, you know, pumpkin spice literally has nothing to do with pumpkins. It's just the spice you would put in a pie. That's yeah. it. That's okay. all it is. There's no pumpkin in the in the coffee. Other controversial things that people only pretend to hate, uh, fanatics, like the fan bases of Taylor Swift, BTS, and Marvel. <clears throat> I enjoy the Marvel movies. I watch them. I just I don't I don't, I don't follow I, them in order and I just watch them like oh okay well that was a pretty interesting story I don't not, go out of my way for them but I'm mm-hmm. also not one of these people that figures that that's uh, you know you know, high intellectual cinema yeah when I'm watching a Marvel movie I can see the fan base of Taylor Swift thing I didn't really think there was that many people I knew that were into Taylor Swift than by all the Facebook posts that came after the concert right like adults you know people who bought tickets to to those things. I have a big problem with people spending that kind of money to go see any artist. Never mind Taylor Swift. It no. just happens to be her. Uh, controversial things that people only pretend to hate. Nickelback or Creed or Hagar era Van Halen. I've had this conversation with many, many people about whether they like the uh, the, the David Lee Roth or yeah. the Sammy Hagar thing. Yeah. I'm a I I like the the David Lee Roth mm-hmm. Van Halen so much more, but Sammy Hagar is a better musician and a better singer. That's that's just my own opinion. Well, David Lee Roth is more of a showman. He's an entertainer. Yeah, that's he's, exactly he's the it. guy who jumps around on stage and does all the crazy stuff. Yeah, can't sing a can't hold a note to save his soul, but uh, but boy, can he work a room. Uh, the word moist. People say they hate that. Doesn't they, mo- doesn't bother me at all. That doesn't bother me either. When I think moist, I think of uh, the Duncan Hines chocolate cake. That's you know the moist. Uh, some things I cake. want moist. Yes. You, well, some things you don't want moist either. True. That's, that's the thing. True. Uh, emojis. People say they hate emojis, but they use them all the time. 
I don't go crazy with the emojis. I, I have like a, like three or four that I use, and that's about it. I uh, and it's mostly the uh, the big uh, eggplant and the uh, the spray of water, and then there's the the, peach. the, the pointing finger yeah. and the one that says okay. Oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta really spice it up. You gotta like put an umbrella in there. And yeah, a, right. A bowling ball and uh, what are they? Was that mixed doubles bowling we talked about during the Kim Kardashian <laughs> thing? Or you wear galoshes? <laughs> Did you have to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the American versions of international cuisines, like tacos, pizza, and Chinese food, just because it's not authentic and traditional. You know, like pizza tacos or something like that, like some, some yeah. kind of creation that we came up with. Um, well, you know, that's good old just American fare. You know, yeah. that this at this point, that's uh, that's all that really matters. I've had Mexican lasagna before. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's like layered with uh, beans and salsa. It's it's like a it's a it's a it's a delicious yeah. dish. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like a big fan of of Mexican food. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I find that when I'm at a restaurant that actually serves like real authentic uh, yeah. authentic Mexican stuff, I like it a whole lot better. Yeah, like not. Not the normal stuff that you would get uh, at a you know some place, but you know you know what I'm talking about, like the, what yeah. what they actually eat in the country of Mexico. I'm gonna go to that place tonight in uh, in uh, Granby, uh, Ranchero, I think it's called. Oh, really? Is it? I, maybe it's it's something else. It's the only Mexican restaurant in Granby, uh, Connecticut. <laughs> oh, uh, Gra- Connecticut. Yeah, you're like Granby Mass. No, I didn't realize it's, it was- it's it's like it's authentic. It's like really really good. Yeah, and you can tell all the stuff is fresh, kind of like the other place over here in Chicopee. What's the one, uh, Frontera? Yeah, that's a good one too. It's good, but I don't. I wouldn't say that's like truly authentic. I mean, you want to no, have but, real authentic stuff. Get something with like a with goat meat on it. I yeah, mean, that's delicious. This place in in Granby, Connecticut, is pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Apple or Google? People who say they hate these things, but they really secretly like them. I've owned a lot of Apple products over the years. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is, is the cost, but yet I use... We're one of these uh, weird organizations that insists upon all of its uh, employees using Bing, which yeah. I I think Bing is like a half-rate uh, a, a half rate attempt to be Google. Well, as I've always said, Bing, let us Google that for you. That's what they do. <laughs> That's all they do. Uh, pineapple on pizza. There are people who say they hate it, but they really like it. I hate it. I there's I there's no there's no circumstance you could give me where where fruit on pizza is yeah. a good idea. I I know there's a lot of people out there that love it and whatever, but fruit on pizza does not, especially pineapple. You do realize that uh, tomato is a fruit, right? Tomato? Yeah, it's technically a fruit. Did I, I just, you, did I just blow your yeah, mind? Yeah, but it's like, not it's not in the in the in the. People associate it more with vegetables than sure. they do with. Well, fruit. I'm not going to dump. A f- I, you're going to. We're going to get specific with me about the. You know what it actually is. You know what I, I've I've had the uh, the pineapple pizza. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. You know what? I've I've known people that have hated anchovies on pizza. I actually really like anchovies on pizza. Yeah. You know I like that stuff, but I'm not going to go out of my way to order it. Did you ever see people who eat tomatoes like they're apples? Uh, yes, that's weird. It's a little, that's a it, weird thing. To I, see. I need I need at least uh, one or two slices. Years ago, I worked uh, in, in when I was working at those choo choo yards, and this truck driver come in, and he had just him and him and his uh, coworker uh, j- drove like twenty hours straight from Chicago or yeah. something uh, to here, 
And then uh, he, he walks in the office and he's eating a tomato, like like an apple, and talking while he's eating. So this like the dripping seeds on his and face, the, oh, the juice is going all the way disgusting. down his like hairy chin because he hasn't shaved because mm-hmm. he's been in the eighteen wheeler for the last twenty hours. Yeah, that's awful, gross. Uh, air fryers. I've been using my air fryer more and more, to be honest with you. I actually like the air fryer. Yeah. For I, some things, I, it's perfect. I prefer the air fryer for, you know, uh, crisping things up. It yeah. works great with French fries. There's something about the oven. The oven doesn't do it like the like the regular air fryer does. Like my, my oven has an air frying, uh, uh, not an attachment, but it's an air frying feature on it. And it doesn't it doesn't do nearly what an actual air fryer does. It's actually a little disappointing. Really? Yeah. Like I thought it'd be really cool to have, you know, the air frying option mm-hmm. in your oven. It doesn't do nearly what that air fryer does. Then what does that mean then? It's just like a totally wasted option on a stove. Is it like supposed to be? Uh, it's a, it's con- basically a convection. convection. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, and I don't know if it's any different from a normal convection oven, but you press air fry on the oven and it's supposed to do it but it doesn't crisp up like the things like it like a regular air fryer would no be. i don't think so and then uh finally the drama yeah as these people are stirring it up i don't like drama well, you were the one that told me yeah you're the, you're the one who created the drama yeah you know like one thing that the people really really hate or or claim to hate that i absolutely love yeah i mentioned this before fruitcake i don't know why I love me some fruitcake. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Love it. No, hate love it. Love it. It's too. Uh, it's too cardboardy for me. No, it's not. It's actually quite moist. Mm, no, it's it's, it's 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 super moist and super dense. Maybe m- dense and moist, okay, but it's still like dry because it's. I don't know. I don't know how to describe. No, it's that. not. I, yeah. You know, a good a good fruitcake should not be dry. It should be almost like. Like a molten lead with a little bit of moisture from all the booze that's been put into it. I love them. And yet... There's booze and fruitcakes? I had an uncle that would put a little bit of rum in his, uh, boo- his uh, oh. fruitcake. Well, I told you about my dad with the, with the rum cake. Yeah, that's only more... more where, it's, it's, where, a, it's a bottle of rum surrounded by cake. Where he had, he had it in the ring pan, mm-hmm. right? But he couldn't flip it back upside down because there was so much <laughs> rum in the bottom of it that he was like scooping it out like he's... Mm. <laughs> that's good cake. He, he, talk about moist. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some good stuff right there. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's things people complain about, and uh, but secretly like them. Day twenty two with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two's classic rock, classic rock. It's eight twenty nine in Kansas with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. It's going to yeah. be in like two seconds anyway. Yeah, and we got news next coming up uh, anyway, so we hardly have time to get into anything. That's right. That's right. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A few lingering showers this morning with some patchy fog. Then we'll see a little bit of sunshine. It'll be warm and humid again today. There'll be a couple of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. So we stay tropical and a bit unsettled. Highs today near 80. For tonight, cloudy skies, a spot shower, some patchy fog. Temperatures will settle into the 60s. For tomorrow, clouds giving way to some sunshine. A few more scattered showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High temperatures right around 80. For Thursday, sun and clouds a slightly less humid. Just the chance of an isolated shower storm. Highs near 80 and a little drier and warmer on Friday. Sunshine and clouds with highs in the mid-80s. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown.
The music of Tom Petty comes alive Saturday, July 8th as Summer Stage at Ski Butternut presents The Breakers, a tribute to Tom Petty, plus the Eagles experience. The Breakers, July 8th, the Summer Stage at Ski Butternut. For tickets and info, summerstagebutternut.com. Do you know what's going on in business in Western Mass? You do if you read Business West. Find out which companies are growing, which companies are innovating. Learn about people on the move, people taking the lead. Every issue of Business West is packed with business news, including incorporations, building permits, real estate transactions, and bankruptcies. Pick up a copy or read Business West online. The vital business news is in Business West, the business journal of Western Mass. When I'm not voicing Wendy's ads, I'm gaming. I stay up and fueled because Wendy's delivers late. Are you recording a Wendy's ad? Come on! Got him. Whatever you're up for, we're down. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's delivery late night. Delivery hours may vary. The warm weather has arrived, and so have the mosquitoes. Get ahead of the game by calling Mosquito Shield with a 14-day treatment schedule and free service calls when necessary. Mosquito Shield is the answer. Call today, 642-6747, and set up your season-long service. That's 642-6747, or online at moshield.com. Don't spend another summer being chased inside by mosquitoes. Get the shield and take back your yard. Call 642-6747, and online at moshield.com. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You know, I'm sure I know we have local stuff to get to, but uh, this just caught my eye, and I think I need to address this. Uh, C- Costco shoppers using the self-checkout lanes at the warehouse club yeah. are increasingly being asked to show a member ID with their photo as the company aims to rein in unauthorized card sharing. What you know the going you know the the way Netflix is now cracking down on people who are using uh, you can't share your password with family right you know if they live in a different household uh, they know and they're blocking the accounts Costco wants to do the same thing uh, the company is enforcing a Netflix style crackdown on unauthorized users uh, employees at self checkout are increasingly asking shoppers to show their IDs as well golden ex- gold star and executive household memberships. Come with cards for two individuals at the same address, and business accounts can add users for $60 each. But Costco says it's noticed an increase in shoppers using cards that aren't theirs, especially to check out at the self-service lanes. Uh, We don't feel it's right that non-members receive the same benefits and pricing as our members, the company said in a statement to its insider. As we already asked for the membership card at checkout, we are now asking to see their membership card with their photo at our self-service checkout registers. The uh, insider observed a Costco employee checking membership cards in the self-checkout line at one location in Michigan over the weekend, and the Dallas Morning News reported last week that shoppers at two locations in Texas were also asked to uh, for other forms of ID as well. Although Costco is the third largest retailer in the world, it actually makes the most of its profit from its membership fees, which it said have totaled $4.4 billion in the last 12 months. More than 69 million households have Costco memberships, and there are nearly 125 million authorized cardholders, according to a third quarter SEC filings. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think for a moment that Costco is losing any money no. on this deal? No, they're not. And frankly, you know, you're inviting people in to buy more things. To buy more things. And just because they don't have a membership doesn't mean they eventually won't. Yeah. Eventually they'll figure out, hey, there's so many great. Yeah. benefits to being a Costco member. 
Yeah, and I, uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll join, but they're not losing any money on this. No, and I uh, it'd be like me asking you, hey Bex, can I borrow your Costco card? Now they're gonna catch me. Yeah, when I go down there, like wait a minute. Now we're both screwed. You're not Bex. You're the other guy. Yeah, right. Right. I don't want people to think uh, you're me. Yeah. You're I, the don't guy. Know, I don't know what you do in your spare time. They look at me and they're like, ah, you're you're not Bax. I know Bax. Uh, you're the guy who does the Dixie Cup trivia on the bottom of the cups, right? No, 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 that, not, not that guy. No. You know, um, to be honest with you, though, yeah. you know, I know you get a card and you got to show your card to get in, but no one's really looking that hard at the card. It's just that you have a card to get in. And then there's the whole thing as you exit and you have to show your receipt. Yeah. And they pretend to count all the things in your car. They're not counting all that not, stuff. I, I don't even know what they're doing. What I mean, what is the the rationale behind you? Know, well, you're it, taking the receipt, you know, looking at your car, like, oh yeah, it, it's a theft pre- prevention thing. It really is. When it comes down to the to the end of it, if you're there confronted by somebody going, I need to check all the items in your car. This is just the way we do it around here. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, well, this guy, uh, you know, they're going to check big items. If they see that you have a big item in there, they look at the number of items on the slip, they look down in the cart, and they go, okay, you're all set. But if you have, like, uh, you know, I've bought, like, uh, like I bought my ear pods from there, the AirPods, because yeah. they were on sale. And, uh, you know, they check to make sure that you have, you bought yeah, that but, item. But, the, but, big, the, but, but the, the big ticket items like yeah. that usually have to grab a slip and then have them bring it out to you. So it's right. not like you're walking out of there without paying for it. You, you can't get it until you paid it, uh, paid for it. Right. I guess. So, I don't I mean, know. But what's, so what's the point it's of checking this out? Because, I don't know, not everything's being bad. I don't know why they do that. I'm making sure that nobody's taking anything out of the store. That's all. I've now also never had to show my card. To grab myself a chicken bake or a five-pound hot dog in the uh, in the food court. That's because anybody can go. Can't anybody go in there and order that stuff? I don't know. You don't have to be a Costco member to order the food there. You can walk in and and get that. You don't have to. You do? I'm pretty sure you can because you walk up to that kiosk. They don't know. ask for your card when you when you when you order f- anything from there. Every time I go, I I, I fantasize about having a chicken bake. I, I haven't believe- had one in a long time, but I keep fantasizing about it. I believe you can also use the far- the pharmacy at Costco without being a member. There's a couple of different things uh-huh. you can do there without being a member. I mean, membership has its benefits. Oh, there's no question. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the Costco, third largest retail in the world. Uh, enforcing the membership policy, which has not changed, is especially important to the company's effort to preserve profits in the face of sliding consumer spending in recent months. Oh, you're not spending as much money as you as you were because you're running out of it. Let's gouge you even more. <laughs> Costco also says requiring proof of membership reduces incidence of shoplifting. This is what I was just telling you. Helping the company avoid the trend of rising theft plaguing other retailers. Uh, like the Netflix viewers who have recently begun seeing their account warnings on their TV. Shoppers who have gotten to use a borrowing or borrowing a friend's or relative's membership card may be surprised they will not be able to complete their purchase. Ooh, what a bummer that would be. I went with a friend of mine years ago. His wife wanted him to buy um, wicker furniture from BJ's. Mm-hmm. Not for BJ's, from BJ's. From BJ's. Yes, yeah. and uh, he wound up getting a card that belonged to somebody else, a family member or whatever, and uh, and then went and checked out with it. It's no hmm. big deal. You know, I it, think if, if, uh, if, in that case, BJ's had held that guy up and said, I'm sorry, this isn't your card. 
yeah. you can't walk out of here with that wicker furniture. BJ's would have done him a favor because I hate wicker furniture. Really? Oh, I don't like wicker. Why not? I don't feel stable in uh, in wicker. I feel like at any point wicker, wicker could collapse, and it's not comfortable. What are you talking about? You put, the, you put a big thick cushion on the wicker furniture, I, and listen, then you, uh, you uh, pad your keister, if you will. I would rather sit on the floor than sit on keister, uh, sit on wicker. Really? Yeah. You'd rather sit on the You wouldn't That's sit on That's why I floor. indignantly just said, I'm never going back to Pier 1. If this is the only kind of furniture they're ever going to have, I'm never coming back. And I never did. You know what? Pier 1 went out of business because of you. That's right, because I refused to buy their crappy wicker furniture. Is there even such a thing as a... Uh... I don't even know. And you know what? I don't even think anything in there was actually imported. Really? Yeah. That's That's... Hmm. That's how uh, off the off the, uh, the the things I'm with them. If someone said you're a sensitive person, would you take that as a compliment? I would punch them right in the face for saying something like that. Someone asked 2,000 people, and it turns out men are more likely to see it as a compliment. Women do not. 30% of, uh, 7% of men saying being called sensitive is high praise. That's compared to just over 23% of women. Women are slightly more to take it as an insult than a compliment. 24% say they'd feel slighted if someone called them a sensitive person. I think it depends on what you mean by sensitive. Yeah, it has to be in the context of what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if you are attuned to other people's feelings and uh, and how they uh, you know, how they operate, that that would be one thing. But if you're saying you're, oh, you're that you're sensitive, meaning that with you creates drama, yeah, that's not a compliment. I'm very sensitive. Are you? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Can I make you cry? Yeah. Yeah. Again. Badly. Actually, I I find myself crying at things. Uh, I don't know why. You know, I, I just I cry at random things. Well, like what? Uh, I don't know. If I'm watching a movie and something hits me uh, right, mm-hmm. it'll uh, it'll start choking up the tears. I guess it depends on what it triggers a memory of. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if it triggers a memory of something that happened to you or or that you can empathize with a, with a character, I, I tend to tear up a little bit. I don't let anybody see it. Because you're a man. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, people say, what's wrong with you? They're like, nothing. Go get me some Carolina Reaper sauce and I'll drink the whole bottle right now. I've got a sigh. Yeah. They're very painful. Right. I'm going to do manly things. Give me something to lift. Now. Now. Give me some rope so we can tie some nautical knots. 52% overall uh, said being seen as sensitive is a positive trait. 55% said when someone shows their sensitive side, it makes them more likable. Mm. Yes, but again... You, what you just said. We're talking about different context of how the word sensitive. Yeah. Like, you're sensitive. If, if I'm attuned to somebody else's needs at a, at a moment when they're uh, when they're uh, needy, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But if I if my sensitivity creates extra drama and uh, and more emotion for everybody, that that to me, there's there's no positive in that at all. No, none. 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 Whatsoever. I hate drama. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. Do you hate drama? I don't like it. I'm just doing a bunch of uh, a bunch of crap stuff. Oh, it's the end of the show. Steve. It's don't the end of the show, and nobody really cares. No. Hey, let's uh, let's do this one. Imagine walking into a TJ Maxx or a Target. What's the first sensation you get? Are you gauging how busy it is? Is it a smell, sense of excitement, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the strong urge to use the bathroom? A TikTok is going viral where a woman walks into a TJ Maxx and suddenly needs to. Go number two. And apparently other people can relate. Hmm. There are thousands of comments about the laxative effect of stores like these, and some employees even say they're aware of it. And it isn't just TJ Maxx and Target. People say it includes Ross stores, 
Barnes & Noble, Macy's, mm-hmm. Home Goods, and Michael's, among others. So why is this happening, especially when uh, many people otherwise try to avoid using public restrooms? People have their theories. Some say it's the adrenaline rush of being in their favorite store. Others think it's the coffee they sip as they're shopping. And some guess that it might have to do with all the walking or the fluorescent lights around. Now, a doctor named Supriya Rayo says uh, there's not enough uh, definitive research on the connection between TJ Maxx and emptying your bowels. But it could be um, a surge in emotion. Maybe. Although, to be honest, uh, now that I think about it, it does have somewhat of a uh, like a tendency effect. that you're going to have to go yeah. soon. I think it has more to do with the fact that I'm a 50-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> that usually goes after we've had a meal. Now, I know when I walk into an Applebee's, I definitely have to go to the bathroom <laughs> before I sit down. <laughs> but that's usually just after the bill arrives. That's just the smell coming through <laughs> the way. Uh so it could be excitement, overstimulation, and tension that may be getting things uh, moving in your digestive tract. Or it's probably the big coffee you just drank before you walked in the store. Could be, yeah. No, a lot of people do that. They drink a, oh, I'm going to go get my uh, pumpkin spice latte uh, with extra espresso. With double, before, double shot. Yeah, and take uh, six sips of it before I start walking into the TJ Maxx. Yeah. And then you got to let it loose. I mean, we've all, I mean, I know I've been there. You, you go into a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls or whatever, and all of a sudden you go, where is the absolute closest bathroom? Yeah. I, it, but I think that might have more to do with just my age. Again, though, you're yeah. with other other people are feeling the same thing. Like yeah. They feel like they have to go to the bathroom every time they walk into a TJ Maxx. I'm just Max saying that too. they have their reasons. I've got mine. I kind of feel like that when I walk into a tractor supply. It must be yeah. all like the farming equipment that just makes you feel, oh, well, you know what? You can just do this right here in the middle of the store if you wanted to. <laughs> you ever see that video of the late, that disgusting lady? It was so gross. There was a, it was a lady like in a clothing store. It's surveillance camera. Yeah. And she's walking. She's got this big dress on. Oh, yes. I've seen this. And she just kind of like walks over to this one area of the store, kind of shakes her dress a little bit, <laughs> and then she walks away and there's a present on the floor. You know, I've never, yeah. been, I, I've, I've never done that. Yeah. I've never done that. Not to say I won't or wouldn't consider it, but I've never tried it yet. I don't know how you do that without. Like, how do you live with yourself doing that? I, 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 I don't know. You must really have to you go. You left that in public. Ooh. I, you know, maybe some people were, you know, different strokes. I would at least go into the woods or something. You know, out of the way. If I had to go that bad. And I wasn't near a bathroom. Well, you know, but sometimes when people are in that moment yeah. where they don't really have the choice, they're never going to make it out to the back of the building or to the woods. Yeah. You know, sometimes the, and I, you're, 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 these are desperate times and you, you have to make an instantaneous decision. Right. In this case, you decided to lean up against the wall and loosen up the dress. Whoops. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that come out of me? <laughs> Pick up an aisle five. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more rain with a high of 79. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 851, and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny to start, then rainy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 79. It's 72.
three right now in downtown Springfield. Now, at some point mm-hmm. uh, this summer, I think you're going to find there'll be plenty of decent weather out there to play golf in. And Rock 102's Golf Club is back, presented by Swing Oil Beer. Get 11 rounds of golf to some of the great area courses like Wyckoff, Brattleboro, Northampton, uh, you know, Keeney Park, and many others. Only 125 bucks. That's a hell of a deal. That's paying like less than 12 bucks a round. You got one for you or for a friend or makes a great gift for any golfer. It's the Rock 102 Golf Club brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Available for a limited time, so do not wait. Get yours today at rock102.com. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's... Uh... What's going on? What's going on in your world, Bex? Well, Steve, I'm uh, just uh, days away from vacation. A oh. well-deserved, long, extended vacation that will go through the holiday, uh, the 4th of July holiday. And I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting away from all of you. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm not saying, you know, you in particular, but I'm I mean, the only one here. You're the only one here. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go on vacation. I'm already thinking about all the work I have to do before I go on vacation. Cause I know they like to dump a lot of work on you. Like right before you leave. Yeah. And you know, here's today's Tuesday. I haven't heard anybody say, Oh, this is what we need you to do before you walk out the door. Yeah. I'm anticipating that's going to happen on Friday at nine 58. Yeah. It's, it, that's exactly when it happens. Hey, hey you too. might spend like four or five hours of your vacation time working on things that need to be done for next week. So you can leave that we could have asked you a week ago, but we just waited until the last, minute you were walking out the door right yeah am i right yeah you know what you just do walk out don't even do it <sighs> you're not under done. no obligation you're off the clock you know i did that once before yeah and i was uh, over like a thousand miles away from here and they wanted me to go to one of our sister stations in another state to record commercials yeah because no one bothered to ask me before i left on my trip and you know what i said to them what? i said that's not my problem really because it really wasn't my problem. We had a guy here who uh, who left as a manager and yeah. went out to like the Midwest somewhere. Yeah, and uh, they didn't have we didn't have like a like a technically a boss for that particular time. Sure, it was like other people in the company from different places putting, you know, uh, the music ready for the weekend and all that stuff. Well, it was Christmas break. Yeah, and uh, I had to. Uh, this was years ago. I had to, uh, because that guy left, uh, there was an emergency here at, at the studio. Oh, the boy. DJ who yeah. was working here, uh, I believe it was Tony Arden. Remember that guy? I do. Hey, muchacho. Hey. You know, uh, he couldn't figure out why like the computer was so off, and it was because we didn't have a boss here to check. You know, oh, yeah. Nobody checked the computer, so the thing is like off. So here on uh, on Christmas Day... Uh, with me half in the bag, I had to explain to this guy how to rebuild the computer and put all this stuff. I'm just talking like this, and I'm going off on like side tangents because I'm I'm drunk, you know, yeah. and I'm just like I'm just like it is, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah. that was it. That was a that was pretty horrible did he get everything back in on track and uh, ready to ready to go or what no apparently uh i was duped it wasn't even anybody from this radio station <laughs> it was a crank call it was a, it was a crank fo- call yeah, no, no i'm just everything worked out fine see i'm i'm yeah today is tuesday so i'm gonna guess that you know tomorrow or thursday someone's gonna dump uh, a bunch of work on me that i'm really not interested in doing because mm-hmm. i'm already on vacation in my head but that's gonna happen just you wait i don't know how other people do it in other uh, occupations, whether you know, when they go on vacation, does all of a sudden there's this like 
big swell of work that they throw at you, you right know, before you leave? It's funny how the idea of a vacation is the point where you don't have to work, but you're you're cre- you're basically making the person work an yeah. extra week in one day just to get all the stuff done. I think what people don't understand is when people go on vacation, they do so because they don't want to work for a week. That's why we go on vacation to get away from work because we're sick of it. Yes, kind of what I'm doing. But next you're not, week, you're not on vacation until you leave the building. So here's here's six more hours of work oh. before you leave. Just help us out a little bit, will you? I mean, be, you, you be do. A company man. Yeah, but you, you you like to be a part of the team, don't you? We just yeah. did a team building exercise. Here's some extra additional work to do in the next couple of days. You know what I think is the biggest crock of crap around here that they throw <laughs> is when they call us a family. Oh, yeah. our, our 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 saga family. Really? That our this is how. <laughs> I was like. I guess if we're yeah. a big dysfunctional family, sure, and, lots uh, of lots, like the Manson family. Yes, they were kind of a family. Yeah, many of us have felt like the scapegoats in the in this big giant family yeah. that we have. Let's yeah. dump all the problems on them. Being a family yeah. isn't always a good thing. I mean, the yeah. the Dugar family didn't work out so great. Yeah. Uh, you, you, Bill Cosby's family had some issues. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons had some uh, had some problems in the family. Yeah, and then you can't say. It. Forget it. I, let's just let's just keep. Going. Are you sure? I can't say it. I just. Can't. But you want to? I want to say it, but I'll tell you what I was wanted to say after. Oh, after it's like one of those show between the show type of things. Well, because I don't know who's gonna get mad if I say it. Suppose everybody gets mad. Huh? Is it worth saying if everybody gets mad? Or are you not gonna say it because one person could get mad? I I, I think because I think some people might get mad because of the term that I wanted to use for it. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. I no, I'm not. No, you're not, you're not leading me into this. You're not. You're, I didn't not, say anything. No, no. I didn't say a thing. Uh, I can't. I can't. Ah, no, come on, you big wuss. It's 8:57 with Bax and Nagel. <laughs> 102. GG Inc.